everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Burke's Coronacast. On this episode, I interview Priscilla Ahn. I really hope you like this episode. I'm your host, Burke Greenfield, and here is Priscilla Ahn. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Burke's Coronacast. On this week's episode, I interview Priscilla. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Burke. Um, so, uh, if you have never listened to my podcast, uh, the format's actually pretty simple. I personalize a bunch of questions for you, and then the last three are, um, I ask on every single podcast. So, um, you ready to start, hopefully, answering some questions? Yeah, I hope, I hope I don't fail at this. Okay, (laughs) I'm ready. Um, so how are things in Vancouver? Like, uh, is it pretty different from LA? Yes, it is so different. So, you know, I normally live in LA, um, but I'm up in Vancouver cause an actor and, um, he's was up here working on a show for Apple TV and, um, yeah, so we came up here in January and, um, you know, because of quarantine, everything sh- you know, we didn't expect to be here for this long, but, you know, we've basically just been living here for the past year, and it's really been awesome. It's such a beautiful city. Um, it's it's kind of, it's a much smaller city than L.A., um, and the thing I love the most about it is just how much nature there is up here. Um, the air is, like, super super clean, which is from LA. And there's just so much to do outside. There's so many hiking trails, there's beaches, there's lakes and, um, and all of it is like within the city. It's amazing. Um, how is, how, what, how was your lifestyle up there? What's the community like? Um, I would say it's very friendly um, people, I just feel like people are nicer up here. Um, and it's very family friendly. Um, people are way more welcoming to you if you have kids rather than in LA. I don't feel like, um, you get as much kindness if you have kids. Um, LA is a very, um, younger forward city, um, with a lot of, you know, go-getters and aspiring artists um whereas up it's a little bit slower paced and um yeah and I even feel like the kids on the playground are nicer to each other (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's something you really want um yeah (laughs) how has life during COVID been for you like you for me personally um well, you know, it definitely has its ups and downs, like it has for everybody, I'm sure. Um, there's definitely, it, you know, in the very beginning, with everything was new, all the changes were new, all the news was new, and it was pretty devastating and um, hard to figure out at first. Um, but on the heels of that, you know, it 
has forced me to slow down and really like the pandemic itself has just been a, a reminder for me every day of what to appreciate in my life. And so in a way, um, it, I've just been trying to use it as a, as a good learning tool as much as I can. And, um, and in a, in a weird way, it's kind of reconnected me to my fans, um, through Instagram. I've been doing, um, some more like live Instagram shows. And, um, for the first time ever, I started reading like the DMS that I get on Instagram from people. Um, I don't know why I never read them before. I think I found them kind of scary and I, you know, I just, I don't know why I was averse to it, but, um, in, in this quarantine period, I started reading them and reading the messages that people had for me. And, and in a way, kind of through their messages, finding a new self-confidence, um, I think that I lost somewhere along the way. Uh, yeah. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. Just finding a new self-confidence in me and my music you know, that I think I lost somewhere in there when I became a mom. And uh, yeah, just using this period for self-growth and healing in a way. Yeah, um, so you were talking about the live shows and I actually have a question about them. Yeah. Um, So I really like your kid shows. Cool. And so how long have you been doing those? Because I've... Um, I, I think I started that somewhere near the beginning of quarantine. I, I honestly have lost track. Um, so probably sometime in March. And the first one I did was just like for my friends and their kids. And it, I guess it was kind of like a test and it was really fun to do it. And so, yeah, I started making it like a weekly thing every Wednesday morning for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. I'd play some not even just kid songs, but like kid friendly songs. So it's something that, you know, parents would be into listening to as well. And it was just something to do for all the kids who were stuck at home. Well, I tune in every Wednesday. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I really like the Amos one. Me too. Of course. Um, you know, he's so amazing and awesome as a person and an artist. And it was just fun hanging out with him, as I'm sure, you know, I know you did an interview with him, too, that I listened to, which was amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But uh, so this next one is, what was it like to, what what's it like being a mom in the pandemic? Hmm. Well, um, yeah, it's weird, you know. One of the things I'm, I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) You know, for me as a mom, I have been a very hands-on mom. So like we rarely, you know, we don't have a nanny that comes and helps us. We don't even have a lot of family that comes and helps us. So I've been very hands-on and I'm with my kids all the time. So in a way, that part hasn't changed too much. I know for some other moms who like go to work every day, it was like a whole new ball game and a big adjustment. Um, 
But the fact that like, I can't take my kids to the park and I have to like, you know, tell them, you know, we can't play on the play structure or like, you know, I got to put sanitizer in your hands. And even the weird thing of like, you can't play with other kids right now. Like that to me is the hardest part because like, you know, my kids are two and four years old and, you know, at this age, like they want to. I'm sure at your age too, like you want to socialize and like hang out and I have to be like, you can't. And it's so like against human nature. So that part is hard. So like, they're just stuck with each other and they're stuck with me and Mike, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for me, I do really want to see my friends, but, um, if it makes any sense, someone didn't feel any different from, like, online school because um, it was just the same thing. Um, but recently, hmm. I've, been finding, I've been finding ways to pass time and without doing stuff without friends and everything. And, and have you, like, been okay? Does it get lonely and feel isolating sometimes? It definitely feels isolating, but, like, I really like playing on my guitar and stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. I hope that, like, all kids can find that outlet for themselves, you know, during this time. And, yeah, it is. It's a really great time to get creative, too. I feel like a lot of people are turning towards creativity during this time, which is, I think, healthy and awesome. Yeah. A lot of people have been getting creative because they basically have nothing to do. <laughs> right. Um, so, have you listened to any good records or, like, read any interesting books lately? Hmm. Yes. Um, okay, so, I one book that I read during this quarantine um, is called Pachinko. Um, and it's about uh, Koreans who... Korean people who had to, because of the war um, or because they were born there, were born in Japan or had to, like, leave Korea and go to Japan. And what life was like being kind of like an outsider living in um, this Japanese culture, um, which for me was is really fascinating because I'm half Korean and I work. And so I have, you know a pretty strong relationship with Japan and also with my Korean roots, but their history is very complicated. And um, so I really enjoyed that book. And right now I'm reading Dune, which is like a famous sci-fi novel that they're um, doing a remake of a movie about. Um, And it's, I mean, it's super dorky, but also like really cool and fun. And yeah. Those are the two books um, that have been consuming me so far. <laughs> I want to read that sci-fi book. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's awesome. It's super interesting. It's yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Very interested. Uh, have you been writing new music? Uh, short answers, no. Uh, <laughs> It's been really hard for me since becoming a mom to find the time to make music. And so I just finished recording a seven song 
EP slash mini album. And it's kind of like an accumulation of like a couple new songs, but then like a couple co-writes and then a couple covers. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I'm excited it's done and like I was able to finish it. Um, so yeah, at some point I feel like I'll start writing again. Um, yeah, I'm doing some other creative stuff, but not like hardcore sitting down with my guitar pumping out tunes <laughs> that's what i try to do but not every that's day, awesome i i was never one of those write a song a day people some people are just really more like i have to wait for the inspiration to hit me and then you know sometimes it would be months <laughs> i can i can i can write music about nonsense but the problem with me is um I need to, I'm not really good at really advanced chords, so. Oh, me too. I'm sure you'll be better than me in, like, another three months. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, so, now that I've given you, uh, like, what seems like a bunch of questions, uh, I'm going to give you the questions that I ask to everybody on the podcast. Okay. Um. So, what would you do if you had known that COVID was coming? Like, what, what would you have done? Oh, um, if I had known it was coming, I, 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 maybe if I wasn't living in Vancouver yet, I'd have moved to Vancouver because, or maybe, maybe I would have moved to like a Hawaiian island or something and tried to ride out the pandemic in a beautiful place like Hawaii or something um but no I mean this whole time we've been up here I've just been we've been very lucky we've just felt very lucky to be here and not in LA so yeah maybe I would have just moved to a safer location yeah I I would I would be like the the thing is like I probably would have been like, okay, which one has the lowest rates? Right. But the problem is that COVID wasn't there. So if you knew that it was coming, you wouldn't know how many, like, what the cases would be in the rates. So it's all so confusing. Yeah. No, it's so, yeah, it's so hard to look back and make a decision like, yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you do if you didn't know COVID was coming and somebody told you? Ugh. Um, like told only me and no one else knew. If somebody just like walked up to you and told you. Oh, I think I wouldn't have believed them. I, you know, I think there's a part of me that wouldn't have wanted to believe that it was true. And yet I would, I would have been looking for it, you know, but I don't know if it would have driven me to actually like you know, relocate or change my lifestyle in a drastic way. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because, like, it, I, I kind of, I'd be, like, a little, like, uh, okay? Question mark, question mark? Because, right. Like, you'd, like, it's, just, it's, like, you'd probably think he's one of the, another one of the people who's just, like, holding up signs that say, it's the end of the world. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. I mean, even when I saw like the first leakings of it, 
news about when it happened in China, I was like, oh man, you know, that sounds scary and that sucks for them, but like had no idea that it would take over the whole world in this way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it actually surprises you. It's a little bit of like ignorance is bliss, right? (laughs) It's just crazy to think that like one animal gave it to a bunch to a bunch of other people give to a bunch of other people etc yeah no i know i mean i started to think of the coronavirus as like this living being on earth that's just like trying to survive and dominate you know which i think is in all living nature in some way it's like have you ever watched avengers yes (laughs) it's kind of like santa right yeah. Um, we're like this. It hasn't happened as fast where Thanos can snap his finger and wipe out <laughs> population. Right. <laughs> COVID done that a lot slower. No, I was just watching Endgame and um, and thinking about like, oh my gosh, like so much of what they're talking about is like what's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. It's actually funny how like, they didn't know what was going to happen. Like, they made it so realistic. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Um, well, um, what are you looking forward to doing after the pandemic? This one's a new question. Oh, after the pandemic. Well, I'm looking forward to traveling again. I'm, I'm, I miss every summer. We usually go back to Pennsylvania, which is where I'm from. And hang out with my family and they live like on a farm basically on 24 acres and it's just like you know the kids can run outside naked every day and it's totally safe and awesome to be outside and and just to be around family again you know and not be all like I can't you know hug you and um yeah maybe just being able to embrace some of the people in my life who I love and miss. Yeah. I miss grandmothers and grandfathers also. Yeah. That's one of the hardest parts I think for me. Yeah. Um, so this, now on to the most important question. Mm. <laughs> How disappointed are you going to be when the Celtics don't make it out of the East? <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so I have to admit something. So I'm sure your dad knows that I was a huge Celtics fan. And, like, I became, like, an avid watcher. I knew all the players back then. But once the the, the Celtics three broke up, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, KG, once they broke up, basketball kind of ended for me. <laughs> it was a short-lived like fanaticism that I had <laughs> with basketball. So um yeah, no, I, I don't have much invested in it. So <laughs> Well, I'm a Heat fan. Right, no, I know. <laughs> um, um how are they doing so far? I have no idea. They're at they're it's they're three oh. Like they they've won three games, the Pacers have won none. So if the Heat win the next game, bye bye Pacers. Oh, boy. And then we advanced, so I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Isn't it so crazy? 
watching those games because I've watched some Dodgers games now and it's like the cardboard cutouts of people and like the stadium fake stadium sounds like if I was a baseball player or a basketball player and I had to like play games in a stadium like that I feel like I'd have nightmares I, I Jen and I actually got a virtual seat at, at last game that's amazing so what does that mean like they have a camera set up where you'd be sitting it, or something? It, it's through, like, Microsoft Teams. Wow. Plus, I was on TV, so that was pretty nice. You were on TV? So, like, how do they... Are you on camera? Yeah, so, uh, from a laptop, they, um, fil- they, like, they see you and, like, I guess, like, virtually put you on a, ch- on a fake chair. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool! And you were on TV. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, that's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you so much for taking <laughs> for taking um time out of your day and coming onto the podcast. Like this was so much fun. It was the highlight of my day. Seriously, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for coming on. Um, Yeah, bye. (laughs) All right, bye, Burke. (laughs) So, there you have it. That was me interviewing Priscilla on. I really hope you liked this episode. I'm your host, Burke Greenfield, and this is Burke's Corona Cast.